When people disappear, it's usually not a good thing. Unless it's a situation where they wanted to disappear or to get away from someone to start a new life. But in a lot of cases, there's either foul play involved or it's a horrible accident. But when an entire family goes missing and bizarre evidence comes up, theories start to come out. I'm your host, Koi, and this is the story of the Jameson family. The Jamison family consists of 44-year-old Bobby and 40-year-old Sherilyn, who were husband and wife. They also had a 6-year-old daughter named Madison. They lived in the small town of Eufaula, Oklahoma. When I say small town, the population is just a little under 3,000 people. On October 8, 2009, Bobby and Sherilyn were looking at a 40-acre property about 30 minutes from their home in Red Oak, Oklahoma. They may have been a little ahead of their times, or I may be a little behind the times on when this trend started, but their plan was to convert a storage container into a house to live in on the property. But the last thing that anyone knew about the family was that they were going to look at that property, and then they just didn't hear from them again. But they were kind of known to go off the radar from time to time, so friends and family from them not hearing from them after the trip, it wasn't out of the ordinary. Then, on Saturday, October 17th, 2009, a couple of hunters came across the Jameson's truck just a little north of Red Oak. The truck was abandoned when the hunters found it and no one was around. But this wasn't the first time that the hunters saw the truck. They noticed that it was parked there a few days prior and it hadn't moved. So they called the Latimer County Sheriff's Office to report the suspicious vehicle. Initially, the cops thought that it may have been a stolen vehicle that was dumped on the side of the road in the mountains. It was out of the way from everywhere, so great place to dump a stolen car. But when they ran the tag, it didn't come back stolen. Then things started getting a little more suspicious. While initially the hunters saw the truck and they thought it was abandoned, it wasn't technically abandoned. As the cops approached the truck, they found Maisie, the Jameson's dog, was still inside the truck. She was malnourished and barely alive. But there was more than just Maisie in the truck that was a little odd. Also, inside the truck, along with Maisie, was Bobby and Sherilyn's IDs, their wallets, their cell phones, a GPS system, and $32,000 in cash. I'll let you sit with that information for a minute because it all comes back into play here soon. Investigators now have all this stuff, and no one from the Jameson family. So, something clearly happened here. Whether it was an accident or foul play, nothing made sense for why they would leave all this stuff and their dog in the truck and just disappear. So law enforcement sent out search parties. They had off-road vehicles, volunteers. They brought the whole nine yards, but everything with the search came up empty. Investigators then looked for clues around the Jameson's house, and they found a clue all right, a very disturbing one. 
Bobby and Sherilyn had security cameras outside of their house. The last footage that showed them was timestamped for the morning that they left. The video showed Bobby and Sherilyn making several trips from the vehicle that was out front of the house back inside the house before the sun came up. They walked past each other several times without saying a word or even looking at each other. The video was described as if they were walking in some trance-like state. Additionally, Sherilyn is seen putting a brown briefcase in the pickup truck, which was important because there wasn't a brown briefcase that was left in the truck with all the other stuff. Also, investigators learned that Sherilyn had a small handgun. That handgun was not found in the truck or inside the house. So the gun and the briefcase were both missing along with the Jameson family. One theory that quickly came out was that they faked their own death, which didn't make too much sense. If that was the case, I get leaving your cell phone and ID cards behind. Maybe even leaving the dog with a friend or family. But why would you leave $32,000 in cash and leave the dog in the truck? If you're faking your own death to start a new life, $32,000 in cash could probably go a long ways to helping out with that. But there was another odd thing that came up with this investigation. Bobby and Sherry Lynn, they went to a pastor and spoke with him about how they believed that their house may be haunted and they may need an exorcism done. Part of this belief was that they caught Madison talking to an imaginary friend. Bobby even asked the pastor if he knew anything about special bullets that could harm spirits. Bobby also said that he had been reading the Satanic Bible, which was confirmed by investigators when they found a Satanic book in the house. Now, if all that wasn't strange enough, on the shipping container, which is believed to be the one that they were going to be living in on the 40 acres, there was a sentence written on the side that read, Witches do not like it when their cats were killed. A friend of Sherry Lynn said that Sherry Lynn had written the sentence because she thought someone in the neighborhood killed her black cat. Regardless of the theory of the house being haunted, people being possessed, Time began to go on, and one year went by, and then another, till it was four years later. How would you like to save a couple of hours each week? Grocery shopping takes time, and time is something that we are always trying to get more of. That's where Instacart comes in. With Instacart, you can spend that extra time catching up on other things like the gym, reading a book, or listening to a podcast while you're reading a book at the gym. Instacart also uses its technology to highlight deals to help save you money. The shoppers pick the freshest produce and they even keep your eggs safe. Instacart delivers to your door in as fast as one hour. If you use the link in the show notes, it helps support this show and it lets Instacart know that I sent you. And you will get a free delivery on your first order of over $35. And now, back to the show. In November of 2013, two hunters were in a remote spot in the woods. They were just less than three miles from where the Jameson's truck had been found four years prior, and they came across skeletal remains. Now, these are two 
different hunters than the previous two that found the truck. Because that would be more red flags. The skeletal remains were of three skulls, several bones, and pieces of torn clothing. It was believed at the time to be Bobby, Sherry Lynn, and Madison Jameson. But it wouldn't be until eight months later that forensic testing positively identified the remains as the three. The bones were so badly decomposed due to being out in the elements that the medical examiner wasn't able to determine a cause of death. Another theory that was brought up was a possible murder-suicide. And while that couldn't be ruled out completely, the gun was still missing. And it wasn't found anywhere near the bodies. So, like you would expect, if Bobby or Sherry Lynn did this murder-suicide, the gun would have fallen right there or been in one of their hands. Now, I know a lot of these are just theories. But another thing that was believed was that Bobby and Sherry Lynn were involved in drugs. They had used meth and they were dealing drugs, which might explain the large amount of cash. So maybe the entire thing was a drug deal gone bad. Maybe that's why they wanted to see this large plot of land in the middle of nowhere and made it specifically that they wanted to see it without a realtor showing them. It has also been mentioned that the drugs may be the cause of the odd behavior of them walking back and forth from the truck the morning that they left. Now, a few things that kind of poke holes in this theory, though. One, they brought their six-year-old daughter with them. Now, while drugs make people do crazy things, and there are plenty of people that deal drugs or do drugs with kids around, it's still kind of out of the ordinary. The next thing, if this was a drug deal gone bad, why wouldn't the other person take the cash? There's no evidence showing that someone went through the truck, but if Bobby and Sherry Lynn had the money then essentially they would be the one doing the buying. So the person selling would assume that they had the money. Also, now I'm no expert on drug pricing. I did try and Google how much meth you could buy with $32,000, so for any DEA or FBI agents getting my Google searches, please note that this is from a podcast, and dear agents, please subscribe and leave a review, and don't put me on any list, please. Anyways, you can buy a lot of meth for $32,000. We'll put it that way, allegedly. <laughs> but the big thing that sticks out to me about the drug angle is when investigators searched the house and the property, there were no signs of drug use. Now, if they were dealers, they could have used a different location to store all the drugs. But if they were using, a lot of drug users leave some sort of residue or paraphernalia behind whether it's needles, baggies, being thrown in the trash, there's usually some sort of evidence. But there was none of that in their house. Which brings us to the final theory. That the Jameson family was murdered by Bobby's dad, Bob Dean. Bobby had a lawsuit against his father at the time of the disappearance. In the lawsuit, Bobby claimed that he worked for his father's business for free for years with the promise that he would be part owner of the business. But when his father sold the business, he didn't receive any money. But Bobby filed for more than just a lawsuit. He also filed for a restraining order against his father. In the petition for the restraining order, he said in two occasions 
In November 2008 and April 2009, his father threatened to kill him and his family. Bobby said that his father was a dangerous man who believed he was above the law and that he was involved with sex workers, gangs, and meth. After hearing testimony from Bobby and Bobby Dean, a judge ended up dismissing their restraining order on May 18, 2009. Just two months after the Jameson family disappeared in 2009, Bobby Dean passed away at the age of 67. Now, the family has said that they don't believe that Bobby Dean was involved at all in the family's disappearance. Bobby Dean was questioned about the disappearance, but at the time they were just missing. It wasn't a death investigation or anything like that. So he just said that he didn't know anything about where they went, and it wasn't anything like that was too in-depth. As of now, in 2021, there are no solid answers. The most believed theory seems to be that they were lured to the spot, forced or coerced to get out of the truck by someone else, and killed. Two items that may bring a lot of answers if they are ever found is the briefcase and the gun. And this is going to bring us to a conclusion of this episode of Crime Nerds. Thank you so much for listening. 